Live from the San Bankman Freed Memorial Library, this is the award-winning stamp show here today. If you can dream it, we can collect it. Brought to you by the Southern Nevada Philatelic Research Center, a nonprofit 501c3 corporation for the advancement of philately. You can support this witless talk by joining the stamp show here today community. The cost is only $10 for a lifetime. love stamps and comparing them to the genuine stamps uh they were really close yeah uh, i mean other than the tagging there were some like really tiny differences that you can tell from the the sheets you know maybe like the the color of the overall sheet and so forth but uh but man it was uh, the printing on the back of the sheet yeah was the printing. real giveaway right yeah the printing on the back especially on the early counterfeits they, they weren't paying much attention but the later counterfeits like the coils I mean, they're they're dead on, you know, and and even the uh, even the catalog, um, you know, for every single counterfeit, there's dozens upon dozens of different varieties of counterfeits of these stamps. Yeah, we were discussing that earlier that uh, Scott's catalog is going to stop um, publishing their counterfeit postage section, and that, the that's reason- not true. They're only going to cease including forever stamps they're only going to put denominated stamps in the catalog so the early ones like the the uh, like the 220s that were counterfeit and stuff like that those will still be in there yes yeah oh that's an odd place to cut the line well i think they and uh, i believe jay bagalki said something mentioned it in one of his editorials in in last week few weeks that um they were going to remove those and, and make it an online subscription where you could subscribe to, uh, it, you know, it's like the stamp values or the definitive identifier 
where they'll make a small six by nine booklet mm. and and then they'll make it available online, but they're not going to put it in the print catalog. Well, there are so many fakes now. Well, that's just it. They can't keep up. And the only way to keep up would be something that they can update regularly, like online. Yeah. And and then I guess if you want, you can do a, a print booklet. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know if they will. But um, definitely, I think the online resource is going to be the one to go to. Well, I thought it was... But they it? can also... They can also show images of everything, every single one, instead of just a representative image in that way also. Um, I have a question concerning this article. Um, the person who originally found these thought they were this uh, forgeries, thought they were fake because they didn't have tagging. Well, no, The they, person that no, bought them from him is the one who submitted them. When they went into the PF the first time, they came back independently. I mean, they weren't together. Neither one of those were together. They were in different batches, submissions, and they came back as counterfeit because they didn't have the tagging. Only after he returned them and offered his opinion of why they were genuine did they issue certificates for them. And what was the reason, Mark? Well, for the for the flag coil, um, the submitter um, claimed that because this uh, flag coil had a, a what appeared to be um, a little bridge, a paper bridge, um, which would have uh, occurred when uh, when they printed the coil stamps. They printed out in 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 you know multiple rolls and rows, and then they um, and then they would separate the the coils. Um, with a uh, you know, they had this little paper bridge that, that made it easy to separate the coils, but they were in basically what tubes or they were in like sticks, sticks. sticks yeah, usually yeah. a five or ten. Yeah, so it was a stick of like five or ten rolls, right? And then you busted them off, right? And so each coil would have these little bridges, top and bottom, except for the except for the very top and very bottom, they would be straight, and there and there would only be one bridge. So this particular stamp has you know, reportedly has one bridge. The problem is it's a used stamp. So, you know, who knows what could have happened to it, you know, after it went through the mail processing. I mean, is this, you know, a, a real indication of a bridge or, is it, or did it just, you know, get smacked with a, you know, piece of machinery or something and, and there's threads <laughs> or, you know, I mean, I just don't understand how they could definitively call this a genuine, um, you know, find... Well, the other thing is the bridge is supposed to be in the liner paper. It's not supposed to be part of the stamp. Mm -hmm. So, and, and that doesn't account for the love stamp, which is a sheet stamp, right. not a coil. Right. The other, the other problem is that the article does not mention that they compared it mi microscopically with a genuine copy from the well, post not only office. do you have to, not only do you have to compare it to the genuine, you should compare it to a an example of a counterfeit. Right. And, and uh, you know, I, I would go out on a limb here and, and postulate that it is unlikely that the foundation is collecting a reference of these modern counterfeits. Well, oh, yeah. I, I would guess that they I mean, are. I'm, 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 However, I'm collecting them, but um, I, I do find it difficult. I can't catch all of them. Yeah, that's, right. the, that's the thing. You know, this may be... The Wuhan 
Or no, no, no. Excuse me, excuse me. Uh, it, no. These these are not out of China. We do we do know they're out of China. No, 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 no. You no. forgot you forgot. Linz ran that article and and said they were out of China. I don't and know. And had had the roll of stamps know. that was said made in China on the wrapping paper. Well, that was in Linz. So I think it's authenticated. Mm. I'm going to attribute it to a truly evil country. Okay, so a malicious evil country. Like Greece? So you have like <laughs> the Ontario. Print. You have the Ontario printing, ah. and you have the Toronto printing, <laughs> and you have the Winnipeg printing, but who knows that you don't have the British Columbia printing because the British Columbia printing may have printed their stamps in the sticks. I, and think, then I think you have the Montreal printing. Montreal printing too, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, and you don't know how many other printings are out there. There's, and, a, I mean, there's on, a lot on of the cities sky in writing, Canada. On the Skywriting Love stamp, I know there's a minimum of two, probably more, that I'm aware of that are counterfeit. Well, see, that's the thing is, if you have the love stamp, the Skywriting Love stamp, it's a blue stamp that says love, um, it's a sheet stamp. So how do you prove that that's tagging omitted? The second thing that I really, really hate about this is they're used stamps. You can remove the tagging from a stamp. If it's a mint stamp, you screw the stamp up. I mean, there's no way really to soak. It'd be noticeable. It, It would be noticeable. A used stamp, though, you can remove the tagging. Well, it depends on the tagging type, too. If it's an embedded tagging b- embedded in the actual paper-making process, you're not going to be able to remove it. You can neutralize it. You can cover it up, but you can't remove it because it's part of the paper. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I but mean, like, on older ones where yeah. it was an ink that was applied, that you can remove. But um, a lot of times, um, the newer stamps, when you buy a sheet... Um, the paper comes with embedded tagging, and then what they do is they use a UV blocker to cover it up and make areas of the selvage non-reactive. I know, well, as my basic policy, I won't, it, as an expert, and I, I am an expert here at PSE, um, I would reject any used stamp well it's like it's like any tagging it's like any color omitted um generally to for the catalog to list it it needs to be found mint um not used only if it's found mint and used that's one thing but you you have to find it mint in addition to finding it used to be able to say, okay, yeah, this is a genuine variety. Otherwise, because there's a lot more things you can do to use stamp to alter them than there are to a mint stamp. Yep, absolutely. I, I think the bottom line here is I wouldn't pay a lot of money for uh, st- uh, tagging omitted stamps in the forever stamp category until this gets sorted out a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it if, might be 25 years before somebody actually does... A, well, I, analysis I, of what's going on right now and how many well, I different definitely ones wouldn't are buy a used one, that's for sure. Yeah. I mean, if you had a pane with that was tagging omitted, 
that I could see being authenticated because you could gather all the known counterfeits and based on the knowledge of how they were produced and, and a lot of the characteristics you can, okay. And then comparing it to the genuine, you can, can, you can conclusively, you can come to the conclusion that yes, it is a genuine untagged error, but far, you know, from far from having a, a, a block or a full pane of these things mint, I would, I would be very hesitant to, to buy anything used as an error. When we, when we examined the counterfeits that we had um, submitted for our reference collection and put them up against the ones that we knew were bought at the post office, you could see differences. They were minute, but like Mark said, there was different color of the paper, um, a different hue. Um, I wouldn't say a different color, but there was a different hue to the counterfeits versus the originals. And, of course, they weren't tagged. Right. And, yeah. the, and the funny thing is a lot of the counterfeits now, uh, especially the newer ones, newer issues, they actually, in in about half of the cases, look better than the ones that oh, the yeah. post office yeah. issued. Yeah, they're high quality printing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, all of the all of that combined, I mean, this is this is going to be a problem for us in, in expertizing things like this supposed error. Is it an error or is it a counterfeit? Right. Well, I, I think I think the Philatelic Foundation is is in a quandary now because if they start getting um, people uh, collectors that are submitting you know dozens upon dozens of, of forever stamps that have no tagging, and they get rejected as counterfeit, well, they could just point to this article and say, well, how how is it that you can say they're counterfeit when you know here's here's some stamps that that you just did that you uh, authenticated as real. I think they're opening up a can of worms too early. I, I think the best you could say about these at this time as an expert is no opinion. Yeah. Or decline opinion. Because, because you know, you, there really is not enough to show. And uh, fair, fair disclosure, I have not looked at these stamps and I have not read the article. So, um, but I, I don't think I would uh, offer an opinion on that kind of material at this time. It's not to say sometime in the future I wouldn't be able to, but at this time I wouldn't. I would decline opinion. Well, I mean, the whole thing is is that they could have, you know, and they absolutely the, they all, could be they could be but, all the Western cities in Canada. They have an example of every single counterfeit stamp. But who's to say that you know there's a new counterfeit that comes out of Moose Jaw? That all of a sudden hits the market, you just haven't seen it yet, and that's this. I think that it's we're in too much of a flux of the market right now. There's too many. Canada is printing too many counterfeit stamps. Well, judging by the amount I see coming in on mail, yeah, uh, it, yeah. I mean it, it's it's really you know you read all the stuff in Lynn's their Washington report about. You know, all these things they're doing to try and save money and, and all of that. And, well, wouldn't addressing the counterfeit problem be the number one, should be the number one thing on your list? Because it is far more pervasive than 
I think almost any postal employee realizes. Oh, well, Don, your friend, uh, went to the post office. They'd tell that story again. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when she, um, she got the, um, what were they? They're the Christmas stamps, weren't they? The red one, yeah. Yeah, the red one. And she said it looked funny to her, and so she took the post office, and she said, I think these are counterfeit, and, you know, the postal clerk just looked at and went, no, we're fine. Well, that's because they have no clue. Mm-hmm. They have I no mean, clue, of course. I, I I go to my local post office where I have my P.O. box, and uh, I know the postmaster, and I know every single employee in that post office because it's a very small post office. And uh, I, I took my book of 2022 issues because now it's complete, and I have the counterfeits and the and the ones that were issued in perf. I have those in because they're all in my big reference book and i took the book in with my tag light and i and i showed them look these are all counterfeits and i have more counterfeits in there than i have genuine stamps in there in the book that that's how prolific it is and not every issue is counterfeited that i have anyway but enough of them were that they far outweigh the the genuine stamps in my book and they were just absolutely aghast at how pervasive it was. And this is just 2022. And they've been doing it for three, four, five years now. Plus, we're starting to see some of the older issues. Um, Like I got some Star Wars. I picked up some Star Wars fakes last month at a show. Mm. And, I mean, those were issued a couple years ago. They're just kind of coming out with the fakes now. Yeah. Well, shout out to Joseph W. in New York because he has a great comment. Clearly, the people who are marketing these counterfeits have no idea what it is they are selling. I guess that matches the folks who are buying these counterfeits who have no idea what they are buying. (laughs) And it really kind of sums it up. I still see... Now, I'm not on Facebook anymore because um, that's why I'm using Canada because Facebook... uh, kicked me off for referring to these Chinese counterfeits and going after their advertisers. So uh, I'm you not... should be able to get back on Twitter now. Oh, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Twitter all the time. Anybody who's on Twitter, go to Stamp Show here today. There's another one. The old one is Stamp Show HT. Nobody does Stamp Show HT now. It's the full name Stamp Show here today. Uh, go ahead and, you know, tag us and Marcus and follow us. But I... Uh, On Facebook, I was kind of on a rant, and admittedly, I was pretty outspoken about it. And then I got the message, uh, we are removing you because of, you know, offensive material. And again, I'm not sure whether I was kicked off because I was bad-mouthing their advertisers, or I was calling them Chinese counterfeiters. I think it was the latter. Could well be. (laughs) But in either case... Now I'm going to call them Canadian counterfeiters, and everybody knows what they're what I'm actually meaning there. <laughs> but the uh, there was a person, and I actually you know emailed them, and I said you know do you have any priority stamps or express mail stamps? And they wrote back and said yes. And I was looking at them, and sure enough, they have the uh, priority mail sheets, and I wanted to buy them. Because I could always go back to PayPal and say, these are counterfeit, give me my money back. But 
when you click on it, it takes you to a PayPal lookalike site that isn't PayPal. And so then they get your money and you can't say you've sent counterfeit stamps. Give me my money back. So that's exactly what happened to Jane when she bought hers. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, if I buy it through PayPal, I'll just get my money back and then I'll have some free counterfeit stamps for our reference collection. I'm curious as to which, uh, which express mail stamps you found. No, they're the, the priority mail stamps and they were the, uh, desert one, the, um, uh, I forget. Uh, it wasn't Joshua tree. It was the one after Joshua tree. That's, but it's the one I already had. Yeah. You already have. Okay. And so, you know, I wanted to get, like, those are actually hard to get now. The counterfeits. Yeah. Well, he said, uh, I forget what it is, a limited supply left or something like that. Because obviously they're printing the ones that everybody uses. But they were half off. Actually, they were more. They were uh, 55% below face. And uh, 55% of face or below face? Below face. 45% of face. Wow. Because counterfeits are wholesaling. I think at around 60%. This site that I was looking at who had these, and and honestly, this is the only site I've seen that had the priority mail stamps. It, it Generally speaking, they're 60%, and then they give you 10% off if you buy five rolls, then 10% more off if they you get 10 rolls. So if you get 10 rolls, you've got the equivalent of 50% or half face. Now, for the priorities, there was a third one, they gave you 10% more off, which took it down to 45%. So um, that. But these guys are still out there. Mm. And uh, like I said, you know, the post office, if, if they, they're not asking my opinion, but I'm giving it anyway. What you need to do is you need to do the same exact thing that Mothers Against Drunk Driving did. Just take their um, book and just duplicate it. And what you need is you need a horror story. And my favorite horror story would be like uh, 85-year-old woman is going into foreclosure because the bank never got her payment because she used a counterfeit stamp. And it's everybody's going to say, ooh, the post office, you, you know, she was 85 years old. You should have delivered the letter. And it's like, well, first of all, you don't write on the letter, I'm 85 years old, please deliver this. <laughs> Otherwise, everybody would write, I'm 85 years old, please deliver this. But you need some sort of a horror story to hit the news. You know, somebody's, uh, they were having a heart transplant and the heart wasn't delivered because they used counterfeit stamps or something really, really big that hits the news. And then everybody goes, wow, I've been buying my stamps at half price. And the post office doesn't give any half price discounts. I mean, that's not what the post office does. And honestly, I think that's one of the reasons why they discontinued the discounts to like stamps.com and stuff like that so that they can legitimately say, there are no postage stamp discounts. Zero. We There is no such thing. If you're buying something at a discount, it, the money isn't going to us. It's going to those damn Canadians. Right. Well, the, I just, think that's why they also pulled out of places like Costco and Walmart. Could be. So but, just to be clear, 
These stamps were printed by the CCP, the Can- Canada Counterfeit Post Office. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Canada Counterfeit Printer. Ah. <laughs> So now watch some. We're going to get some angry emails from a bunch of Canadians. <laughs> yes, um, you will <laughs> send send all those to care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anything else on uh, Canadian counterfeits here? Uh, shout out to uh, Mike Pete. Uh, he asked. Did you mention there was a way for longtime listeners, life members, everybody who's a sent us a 10 bucks is a life member, to receive a cash wonder stamp desulfurization screen? Would love to get, have a whirl at it. Uh, yeah, like I said before, um, if you send me an email, uh, I'll probably like send you one because they're not real expensive. Uh, but I would appreciate like a buck for postage. We'll we'll use counterfeit stamps, fifty cents. Right. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Send me a self-addressed stamped envelope along with a like a Bethesda fountain stamp. You know. <laughs> Actually, a person did send uh, a self-addressed stamped envelope, but it was like a normal size envelope. Right. And these uh, are like four inches by four inches. So. Mm-hmm. It, oh, more than that. They're like six by six. Oh, you're right. They're six by six inches. Yeah. And uh, so if it's not a six by six, <laughs> it won't fit. So that's why I say, you know, just send a buck or something like that. I'd appreciate it. Ask real nice and uh, I'll send it to you for free. Just send me your address. Anything else? Yeah, Del Camp uh, oh, is yes. changing their, um, their auctioning. Yeah. Where Because uh, it, it, it used to be timed auctions just like you know most other... Uh, stamp auctions, online stamp auctions, but now they set it up so where if you try to snipe the stamp, it adds time to the end of the auction. And yeah. I think it's kind of a mistake. Uh, yes and no. I mean, as far as the seller goes, you're maximizing the the sale price that way because it gives other bidders a chance to respond. But as as far as you getting a good deal as a buyer... Yeah, that's going to go away. Yeah, but I think that's where the problem is, is that if you're a buyer and you think, oh, gosh, you know, I can't uh, do sniping anymore, uh, then I stop bidding at Dell Camp. So. Well, I have a, you know, my I'm putting my economics hat on. And uh, economics is an interesting thing. Uh, People react different ways when they do stuff. And what you're basically doing is you're changing the game. There are people who enjoy watching football and people who enjoy watching baseball. There are people who enjoy buying stamps off something that has fixed price. And there's other ones who like are trying to get that cheap price on a stamp that they don't even need. But, you know, they can use the sniper program to like, Get that stamp at 8% of catalog instead of 15. And so there are different people who are going to play different games. And Del Camp just said, we're going to play this game instead of that game. Because realistically, this is exactly how a real auction works. All right. I mean, the, the auctioneer at the end goes, going, going, going. 
gone and then it's sold. Right. And then sometimes somebody goes, oh, hold on. I have one. And they go, oh, hold on. It's still open. Yeah. <laughs> they'll accept, well, they'll accept a bid on the second going or, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. So this is one, though, that says, you know, okay, it is done. <laughs> uh-huh. And that's not how an actual auction works. Uh, they keep getting the bids until there are no more bids. Now, the weird thing here is how long do, after you put in a bid, it increases it by like, how much is it? By at? one minute. By one minute. So you have a chance to react. Right. But I mean, that wouldn't happen in a real auction. The auctioneer wouldn't sit there for a minute. Well, no. <laughs> well, yeah. but he would sit there and try to encourage more bids. Right. Especially from the guy who just got outbid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas on an online auction, there's no auctioneer and he can't encourage the just outbid bidder to bid again. Mm-hmm. But there are, and I know quite a few of them, they are looking to snipe at the last minute in order to get the cheapest price possible on a stamp that they honestly don't care about. <laughs> it's not like they need the spy. Right. Scott's, Scott's waving his hand, which obviously you can't see because it's a podcast. But yeah, it's, you know, but it's the way, it's the game. And so there are some games that are like last minute. You use a sniper program and other well, you, ones where you're trying you, to get stamps. You play whatever game is presented. Right. You know, the game where snipes work, that's one game. You follow those rules. You play by those rules. And you win or lose by those rules. And the same thing goes with Del Camp with their their choice of rules. And I'll be honest, if you want to get better material into your auction, Del Camp is doing it the correct way. Well, yeah. If you're selling catalog value... But you know... Then you want the Del Camp, snipers. Del Camp's auctions are so large, there's going to be lots that get overlooked. Yeah. And, the, you know, I learned a long time ago that um, you put out bids at your price to an auction and close the book. And what you win, you win. And what you don't win, you don't win. And you'll end up winning, depending on how strong or how weak your prices are, will depend on how much you win. And you put down the price, just like on a snipe, you put down the price you're willing to pay, and then you let it go until you either win or lose. Well, it's the same thing, but you just have to stick to your limit. Yeah. Now, whether you put in your bid early or you put it in late, I mean, I, I think I would wait until maybe, you know, a couple minutes before closing, enter my actual bid, and then just let it go. And if somebody outbids me, so be it. If, if it goes for, you know, 50% under my, my bid, so be it. I'm happy. Have to agree. But yeah. I, 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 would, I would just do that. I would just, I would just make, keep notes and just, hey, this thing's ending at 4.03, I'm going to bid at 401 or something yep. like that. And so you're, you know, yeah, somebody else is going to have time to react, but, you know, there might be 100 people watching the item. All 100 of them probably aren't going to react. Well, well, what it does, though, is all of a sudden, you know, there's a 
stamp which is worth actual value. It's worth a hundred bucks, and you see it's going for fifty. You now have a chance to say this thing is going to go for fifty dollars if I don't put in a bid. Whereas otherwise, it's like it could be a hundred dollar valuable item at ten dollars, and you go. Yeah, but at the last minute, there's going to be snipers. Let's see what happens. Oh, damn, it only went for 50 bucks. I would have put in the bid. Now you have that chance. But again, it's a different Well, but it game. also might go for 18 bucks. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, man, I should have put in a bid. Mm-hmm. And, and this gives you a chance to do that. But again, it's a different game. And I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to get better stuff because better stuff... Somebody has now a chance to say, oh, my goodness, this $100 item is only going for 50 bucks. I'll bet 60 And then another person goes, 60 That's stupid. I'll bid 70 And so they still get a bid. Or they still get a deal. Maybe they buy it for $70 instead of 50 But you have a chance. Well, you know. I, and I, the buyer's clearly I, I've been off. buying cards online recently, and I have, I have a set bid of 260 bucks, right? Uh, there was an item that ended this morning. I checked it an hour before closing. The auction was sitting at $108. So I thought, well, I probably have a decent chance of getting it. I was the underbidder. Yeah. Yep. My bid went through at three seconds before I sniped it. I went three seconds before the end of the auction and somebody else out sniped me. Yep. That's, how it works I mean whether they sniped you know the same time I did or a second after uh, didn't matter my bid went through which means it was still below my bid that my bid got executed and somebody out sniped me and oh well I mean I was willing to pay 260 bucks for it but you know obviously somebody else was willing to pay more Yep. but that's the way it works and, uh, you know, I kind of wish I'd gotten the item, but at the same time, I'm not going to sit there and and break my bank trying to get it either. Yeah. There'll be another one. It'll come up. Well, everybody, check out Dell Camp. Check out uh, Canadian Counterfeiters. And uh, enjoy collecting. We need your help. <laughs> Nothing on the Internet is free, including our phone and Internet connections. So you can support the podcast by joining the Stamp Show Here Today Club. The cost is $10 for a lifetime membership. Please include your APS member number as we are an APS-affiliated club. Your support is greatly appreciated. Our brand new spanking address is 5965 Harrison Drive, Suite 6 in Las Vegas, Nevada, 89120. You left out the word glorious. Fabulous. (laughs) Because you don't put that on the letter. Oh, well, you could. You could, yeah. You could, yeah. Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank Sideshow Mel, Corporal Punishment, Tina Ballerina, oh, and from Not Landing, Miss Donna Mills. Oh, she was a sport. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun, but now the time has come to go. If this Silcom was found dead in his bed tomorrow, I'd be in heaven still doing this show. See you some other time! 
Stamp collecting happens when we dream together.